0: episode 10 is it yep okay oh my god is it yeah shit double digits were off the ground you weren't sure that's why i jumped in wow yeah that's wild what a what a whirlwind it's been! Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely going to be a a good episode. Yeah, um, like and subscribe, please, guys, please, pretty please. please. <laughs> me. Sorry, I'm just getting comfortable. Awesome. Um, all right, let's jump right in and do a quick um, do a quick what we're doing this week yes. update. Tell us, tell us. Let's start um with our faces. What are you putting on your face? What am I putting on my face? Yeah, what are you putting on your face? I am putting on Mukti. Mm. It's an antioxidant facial oil, and it has Amigas three, six, and nine. Wow, three, six, nine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great for dry, parched winter skin. It gives you like a sexy sheen, and everyone knows I'm all about the oils.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: it also gives you some bounce, you know. Plumps you up a bit. Yeah, so omegas are really um, good, like obviously fatty essential acids, um, essential fatty acids rather. And when your skin is affected by winter, they kind of like break down, all your, um, your lipids are super dry and yucky. So oils just work in there to get that all rehydrated and make sure that you've got a beautiful smooth surface, a lot of hydration and replenishment uh, within the cells um, and then that makes your complexion look much nicer so plus that brand is all organic mm. so it's good for you mm. I just blend a few drops of in the morning onto like a kind of damp face so you can pop it in with your um your moisturizer or whatever and yeah I've been getting a lot of compliments actually when really? I wear it I'm well, wearing so it right now so are you? I'm not oh uh, <laughs> you're like are you because it doesn't look like yeah that, um, I'm well, not right now sign. But um, yeah, I have been getting some compliments,
0: so I, I recommend. Well, I only just um read something this morning, which or I watched a girl going through her skincare because I love stuff like that, and she was just taking it, saying that she takes these um just a potent kind of fish oil, krill oil,
1: oh yeah, kind of
0: thing, and all the omegas, and I was like,
1: oh, yeah. dust yeah. Mm-hmm. Omega mm-hmm.
0: 3 is all I, I thought know. you were
1: going to say that she takes a fish oil capsule and breaks it in her hand and puts it on her face. Do people do that? Probably, but I think it would stink. Oh, I don't know. Actually, it would I be, don't know if you know. that's
0: mm, slap a
1: piece of salmon on your face. <laughs> <laughs> i <I'd laughs> well, do it. Well,
0: I can't contribute to what I'm putting on my face, um, but I can contribute to hair. So last episode we interviewed Anthony Nader from Raw. He's such a cutie, um, and he said something that I've taken away that uh, you should change up your shampoos and conditioners because your hair follicles can just die. Well, not die. They can just be lazy and asleep. Mm-hmm. So I've swapped it up with um, a brand called Harper & Arlo mm. Volume Shampoo. Mm-hmm. It says with kale and white nettle plus conditioner I use as well but so I'm really liking the shampoo the conditioners I it must be natural don't quote oh is it yeah. <laughs> thank you the conditioner's not like um, the commercial brands so what conditioner you like about so it? it doesn't obviously what I like is that bad film that must go onto your uh, hair yeah. so like it feels like super um, Slick mm-hmm. once you've rinsed it out and you get out of the shower, but this one is like, oh, my Dry. hair still feels yeah, like, like you just
1: shampooed it. Hard
0: to yeah, yeah. hard to run my fingers through.
1: Mm. So got to get used to it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and your hair will take a while to get used to natural shampoos and conditioners as mm. well. Another good point
0: though is um, let's just make this one big reference to past episodes mm. <laughs> when we spoke um, to Ash Austin, episode eight. Or seven, don't know. We were discussing that now. um, Obviously, people are catching up that your skin or your face does not finish at your at your hairline; Mm. it's all through. So, might invest in a hair scrub. But this is definitely getting. Please do. Yeah, this is definitely getting um, me clean in a different kind of way because we've all seen those videos of scraping off. Um, Residue,
1: disgusting.
0: That's what would you say that they are? Was it on
1: Jen Atkin's or was on main addicts?
0: Yeah, main addicts. Um,
1: and they were holding the hair taut, right, and using was it scissors? And they were they were like they were super sharp, and they were going. So you have if you have the scissors open, like when you're curling a ribbon, right, and then they were going up the hair shaft towards the root and all of this um, like white residue was coming off and people were saying that it's a build-up of your like dirty product and shampoo and conditioner.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that feeling that I like of coating my hair in smooth conditioner, balm kind of stuff is you'd probably find that if you did that to my
1: hair it would have residue on it. Mm, I think most people's.
0: We wouldn't want that.
1: Um, a good scalp scrub is Christophe Robin. Okay. Or you could make your own. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Davines have a really good one too.
0: Even like, um, I mean, in summer when you go to the beach and stuff and you're going to have salty hair anyway, why don't you pick up some sand? But you could do like a coffee one and stuff. Is that what you're saying? Go make your own or a salty?
1: I wouldn't put a coffee. You could do a salty. Mm. you've just got to really rinse it out afterwards. I know, yeah. Oh. oh. Cue Hughie. Um. Great. Cool. I'm glad that you are doing the natural wagon and well, switching up your shampoo and conditioner. Thank
0: you for being a great influence on me. I do have a, a plethora of products that I should <laughs> be trying. Kels still puts up with my commercial brand loves, so <laughs> I'm slowly coming back over to natural. But
1: they sell Harper & Olo.
0: I think that's pretty like standard. I shouldn't say commercial.
1: You mean like your pantene's and things?
0: I mean like ke- yeah, chemi. Yeah. What would you call those?
1: Just and things that aren't natural. Is that what you mean? Yeah, mm.
0: like your tresses. That's pretty commercial, but yeah, I know and like know. say like a face- supermarket, oh, yeah, supermarket yeah. brand. Yeah, supermarket brands, chemist brand.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. What are we eating, Steph, just cooked up? Ooh. The most delicious little snacky snack for I've us? I've been
0: such a good friend. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, tickets on myself. Um, we've been posting back and forth this one recipe to each other and I was like, oh, yeah, must make it, must mm-hmm. make it, and Kel sent it to me again. I was like, surely it wouldn't be hard to make. Still forget to make it. Have you made it? No. Nah. So um, it's Molly Baz Baz's because – yeah, dilly beans and peas on ricotta and avo toast. So there, I used butter beans. I think that's what she uses. Mm, or Cannellini but maybe? Yep, beans, they'd yeah, they'd be good too. But butter beans were so nice.
1: Oh, it was delicious. And like basically it's fancy toast.
0: Yeah. So we used a sourdough. Um, thick sourdough. A good thick white sourdough. And um I just cut up some shallots. Do we call them oh spring onions, shallots? No, shallots, yeah. uh, And some sugar peas, sugar snap peas. Mm. Yeah. So then those little, um, but you just chop them up roughly, and some dill, and lemon, and salt and pepper, oh. and we're kind of limiting the- avocado. Yeah, we're limiting the dairy. So this yeah. her recipe is full on like mix all those beautiful things with ricotta, like whip it. Whipped but ricotta. we I used the avo in place of ricotta and I just sprinkled some ricotta on top to make it mm. less dairy rich. But it did was you like? Delicious.
1: Basically, yeah, it's like a fancy abo and toast, Mm. a fancy woggy abo abo and toast. Mm.
0: It had a a
1: lot of those good
0: savoury zingy flavours in the morning, which is nice. So maybe it's a different way to do your abo this week or do it as per Molly Baz and do it with your ricotta.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, It's like I think we posted something on Facebook. It was like you can have this for dinner or for breakfast kind of like yummy toast Mm. toast toppings are
0: you a just to segue quickly are you a savory or sweet breakfaster if say when you do that breakfast it really
1: depends i couldn't tell you
0: (laughs) same well sometimes (laughs) you just feel like
1: pancakes (laughs) i no i would never eat pancakes i couldn't tell you we're saying out. i I could not tell you the last time i ate pancakes i was with her (laughs) oh my god when did you eat pancakes i was with you and
0: you ordered pancakes fuck off when we were at (laughs) rushi's
1: Oh, when was that? Good to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fuck off. And I think because you peer pressured me into getting them.
0: I think we'd seen each other the night before, so. Yeah, we were talking mm-hmm. about it the whole
1: time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awkward that you uh, remembered that. But anyway, they were good pancakes, actually, now that you mention it.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean like on a Monday when you just no, w- wake don't. up and you're late for work. What I do? Whip up some pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. Not me. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just bone brothing <laughs> and being like, full. While I get ready with my carrot ker- keris- 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I try, when I'm finished dry body brushing oh and God. listening to my Goop podcast, yes. I'd love
0: to whip up some ricotta pancakes. Ricotta fluffy pancakes with banana. Mate, no one, Who even fucking eats breakfast?
1: No one eats breakfast before they leave for work.
0: Surely, nope, no time. I couldn't. I just and that's don't know. not no time because we
1: wake up like late. No, late.
0: It's just fluffing around. No,
1: I and I would prefer like you just get in, you get it done, and you, you get out. Like grab a banana if you have to. I don't know. Like I just mm-hmm. not eating bananas. I know that I'd, I'd if I was going to eat
0: breakfast, not eat breakfast. If I said I need to eat something before I leave for work. I it wouldn't be the best choice. I'd be grabbing something super fast. So why don't you just wait? And then mentally while you're on the train or whatnot going to work, you're like, what am I going to have for lunch? And then you can plan it. Yeah. Or, or maybe if you were better, you would have lunch. packed it. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on.
1: What we're drinking this week. What are we drinking this week? We are drinking, which went beautifully with this um, toast situation, mm. is a 2018 small fry Jobin from the Barossa. Uh, It's a biodynamic blend of Tempranillo Tempranillo and Ganache. I'm probably saying that wrong. Mm, I like it Um With a couple of other grape varieties. So it's a red because obviously we're in winter, but we're not drinking it traditionally in a winter sense. I like a chilled red wine. Ooh. Yeah. And because this is quite dynamic And I don't want to say light, light, but it goes well being chilled. Um, It would be delicious with um, prawns. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm also loving, what have I been drinking? Um, What did I have the other night? It was a really nice red. I can't remember, but it was like not a Merlot.
0: Mm. I think it's like
1: Devil's Lair and you can just pick it up from like any BWS and it's pretty – it was pretty good though.
0: Do you like most of your Reds chilled? I do. I would definitely prefer that as well. Yeah. I just get such a warm kind of muddy
1: The hangovers from a warm fucking Red Night Night chat though, like you wake up and you've got full mud mouth
0: Yeah. I think, which might be crazy, by chilling it, I think it carries down – or goes down a lot smoother, like, call
1: me crazy, it's like sediment in your mouth just stays there if it's warm. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously there's definitely time and a place for a, a bougie warm red, and I am ov- obviously partial to that more than not, especially now that it gets colder. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't mind um, mm-hmm. just a like – it's not cold, just slightly chilled. Chilled, yes. Mm. Um, otherwise we could just
0: swing the other way and go for mulled wine. No, I don't do that. Shit. Oh, what is I, that? I don't even know what that I is. Don't know. Cloves, stove. Fuck no. Heated it up. Me.
1: Nah.
0: When it's not that cold. Do
1: you actually drink that? Nah. Like <laughs> 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 I don't now. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Right. And are you watching anything or reading anything? Yes. What are you
0: watching? So I just watched super 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 recently, like literally hours ago. Oh. Um, The Wife
1: with Glenn Close. Oh, I watched that on the plane. Did you? Um, where was I? I can't remember where it was. Oh. Did you hear Isn't he a creep? He's Game of Thrones, isn't he? The husband?
0: Where? Yes. Oh my god, that is where he's yeah. from. Yeah. And he was a no- he was a
1: nobody in Game of Thrones. Like I No, he was the guy that that prisoned Cersei. Cersei. Yeah. Mm.
0: He's a Grub. He's awful. So it I, it got a lot of hype, but I didn't know um, the story. I didn't hear what it was about, but it mm. got a lot of hype because they wanted Glenn Close to win yes. the Oscar She's an fabulous. award. Yeah. 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 So then um, I watched it and I was like, it just makes you feel – it makes you feel resentment towards him. Oh, for like, sure. I can't stand him. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And looking at, like, the frustration on her face. But the other fact is that, like, obviously he was psychotic because he believed that he, that it was him.
0: Every comeback or response that he had made out, like, God, I can't do, like, I'm not good enough. For you, As in he – so he was in the wrong, for example, this husband. So essentially just to give you a back story, um, the wife is Glenn Close and she's married to a, a Nobel Prize winning author. Mm-hmm. Um And I don't want to give too much away. Um, but she's also a beautiful writer or was. Um, so – No,
1: just tell him Basically – She's. she she writes all his books but he, he he pretends that he writes them and he publishes them under his name and then he find they i think like this has been going on forever and ever, like he is a she is but they think it's him mm. like an absolutely amazing like writer just a genius and finally he wins a nobel prize and everyone's like to her at like the dinners and stuff like oh my god like you must be so proud of him like you know supporting from the sidelines Mm. and she's like deep down just like boiling Mm. away but then he becomes like he cheats on her and he's been cheating on her for years and he's just fucking grub yes and the son finds out that like the wife actually wrote all the books and then it just turns into this big family
0: Argument because China. the son wants to be a writer as well, and he's always looked to his dad for the approval, and always wants his dad to read his mm. books and tell, or read his novels and short stories and tell him where he could he could go better. But no one ever thought, you know, it's the mum the woman. whole whole way. But I'm saying that when they argue, and she's trying to give him her point of view, which is nothing but facts which is that she's written, that she just won a Nobel Prize essentially because that book was hers. Mm. He was like, you know, he just couldn't accept it. He pretty much was saying, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a bad husband. Like that's not what we're saying. Yeah. Um, And then
1: the ending's quite
0: good. Oh, yeah. Won't tell you the ending. Won't tell you the ending. Satisfactory, but I did shed a tear.
1: Oh, that's nice. (laughs) um
0: what are you are you watching
1: anything or reading anything uh, i'm just about to finish sally rooney's um normal people which everyone is reading oh okay back of her i think she won an award for her first book which i can't remember what it was called um and then she released this and it is interesting it's about a young couple they go to school together and they're friends and then they're kind of date and then they don't date and it's sort of about them growing up together but not together and going to uni and going to college and um, the twists and, you know, internal struggles because they're both quite weird. They both come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, It's pretty dark but Mm. also. It sounds like it would fuck with my head a bit. Yeah, it does. But it's also kind of like I feel like there's not going to be an ending. I literally have like two pages to go. But I don't
0: know. It's oh, more like just. So I
1: read it. I don't think it's that worth. It, maybe it's
0: more. I haven't heard about it, but um, maybe it's more like just an observation of. It sounds like
1: just a real story. Mm-hmm. I'm also reading. I just started reading Supermarket, which. Oh, um, what's that? It is a another. Um, I think it's a New, T- New York Times bestseller, but isn't everyone these days? Yes. Um, and it's essentially. They label it as if you're – so he's, like, writing a book, right? But it comes from, like, three different – Narratives? No. Like, he's talking to you as the author, but then he jumps inside the book and talks to you as himself. Like, it's – I don't know. Wait, let me look it up. Yes, please do. Um, Yeah, -hmm. so he released – he paired it with a 13-song soundtrack – and it's number one on Amazon's best-selling book list. Um, wow. Basically, it's about this depressed, like, grocery store employee in, like, suburban life. But then he stumbles upon a crime scene. Um, and I guess it goes into different characters, obviously. Um, and, like, but the, the, the plot, I haven't, I've only read, like, a couple of chapters, so I, like I literally it? can't tell you like much. But yeah, it's good. It's a bit oh, slow off the start, but um, he's interesting. In it's like a bit mad, and the way that he writes, he talks to you from like his perspective. Yes, as, as the author. author. So like two different voices, if that makes sense.
0: And he distingu-
1: distinguishes
0: that he's the author because he talks about writing it.
1: He just, like, jumps in. Yeah, right. So it's written as a book within a book, which may or may not be within a third book. As (laughs) I said, it's confusing. It follows, yeah, 24-year-old white boy from Baker City in America. Um, He started a new job at a grocery store. There's, like, super weird characters, like an old man that comes in for coffee, like a junkie, um, Mm. like trashy people, and then um you know he obviously makes friends and stuff along the way um and then there's the twist that's coming awesome I so i will keep you posted on that
0: awesome yeah that sounds like very smart writing
1: well he's speaking quite, of yeah, he's smart writers oh
0: yeah who me no <laughs> glenn, <laughs> glenn close
1: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Um, what are you okay, what's next? What
0: are you? Um, doing? no, I wanna ask you um what are you wearing lately?
1: Well, I put up a thing I read an article on Man Repeller this I week it. and then I put up this thing on our Facebook page, which I thought was quite funny, and I'm seeing this trend going around anyway. Yeah. Because there's been like lots of um it's like the new resort where.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, let me find where I put it. We're not very organized.
0: Um but. Well, why you find it, it's funny because I actually saw the fashion post being put up lately and I was like, eh, I'm pretty sure this is something Kelsey would do. Okay.
1: okay. So it's basically, so Bottega, Bottega Veneta, which I can never say properly. Yeah. Um, they're just like ankle straps. So they have these pants and then they've got these ankle straps around the bottom but then the pants flare out but you could do it with shoes or whatever and you know how that Attico launched those ankle straps what last year or the year before yes. they were doing it as well so it's not a new concept no and I did it two years ago which I put up on the Facebook site
0: exactly Facebook so you had um, tied your oh your your
1: shoe straps were around the, no pants? I have ankle straps oh. and I tied ankle straps around like these flared pants but you can do it with shoelaces or if you have strappy Shoes,
0: yeah. Where you're, um, just buckle your shoe around your pen, pants. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even I saw the reference Man Repeller. They sell like the these laces mm. um, that it's, have various uses, and they just yeah. tie them around pants.
1: It's kind of like if you like. Everyone's done this before. Like if you've got like beautiful long sleeves and then you wear like bracelets
0: on the side and let the sleeves hang out. Yes. It's like that for your feet. Or like my mum, I wish I knew where they were back like in the early 2000s. You could actually buy and she had a beautiful pair of, um, they're these gold bands. They look like jewellery, but they're to hold your sleeves up. But she used to wear them like with really baggy sleeves, so that where you put the two bands, your sleeve would kind of oh, yeah. fall over. But you'd probably see a glint of gold, and so like because yeah. your puffy sleeve, yeah. So cinching in your arms as well. It's Do whatever. Back.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah. So doing that because I, I think don't that need to buy cool. anything,
0: nah. And I think it looks cool too. So you can bring it back, I guess. Get like your ankles Buying anything, out. Wearing what are you buying? What are you wearing? Um. Well. I was I wasn't wearing anything but um I do wear that puffer jacket to death mm. and I just did find it what I was looking for about um yeah, probably lost it now but there was a funny article about um women wearing practically ski jackets just to get coffee in Australia this is like when the mercury hits like 17 degrees on a Sunday morning, everyone just throws on like the big puffer um, and it's true.
1: But just, we're cold.
0: I know. But do we not own like jumpers? <laughs> we always, we're always we literally wearing like snow gear, but I think it's very fashionable and now you can get ones with cinched-in waists mm. and that's something that I would like to do. But are cute. what I want to buy and I um, – you're going to hate me, but it was like one of the mummies that I – But she was so cute, and I Instagrammed her, of course. You're
1: a fucking freak. (laughs)
0: But she uh, was wearing these boots, and I was like, I don't know if it was a super old post or whatever, but... um, Can you show me? Yeah. So they're called Paris, Texas boots, and the colour that I like is the blue. Don't you love when your phone won't load? So they're... um, they are like that. But so what they essentially are, they're knee-high boots and they stay like tubular hmm. so they don't cinch in on your calf and yeah. they they hold their structure. Cute. So they're kind of like um they're
1: blue snakeskin.
0: Yeah, these ones are cool. I think they come when in are like When you going to wear them? I don't know. They come in um snakeskin but like
1: beigey. Oh, I've got a pair of them. Oh, do you? Yeah. Snake skins, another thing that's back this year. <sighs> yeah, fuck. I don't think blue. I would get beige mm. or brown or something. Mm.
0: Fun. Well, I'll put them up. I think they're so cute. They're and so fun. when you see them on someone's leg, oh yeah, they like the thin. structure of them because they're pretty much like the top of them. If you can imagine like a gum boot, how it holds its structure, but it's like healed and a lot more feminine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it makes your leg look skinnier.
0: <laughs> mm, I mean, these ones retail for like eight ninety nine, so we'll see.
1: Just like the Garni Boots, gate. Yeah. Boot gate. Boot gate. We can add this to the list of boots.
0: Mm, yeah, well, they're not buying, but we need a shared wardrobe. <laughs> I'll I wear know. the snakeskin that you have. Are they new Yeah, highs? they're fun. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah.
1: She's already got them. Yeah, they're on... Um...
0: Capsule wardrobes are not hard when you have one thousand and two pieces. <laughs> I have these from five years ago. That,
1: but this is the thing. That's why you shouldn't throw out anything. Mm, like that would be good. They always just come back eventually. Yeah. You know. I All do. Right. Well, let's get into our guest. Yes, please tell everyone. Um, today we have Maz Coot. She is the founder and director of Coot Connects, a Sydney-based PR agency. I work with Maz on a daily basis. (laughs) She is a lady boss and is just killing it. Um, And she's going to give us a lot of good tips. So Mm.
0: Stay tuned.
1: Here she is. How would you describe your business and what you do day to day i guess
2: the nature of what a pr agency is now is obviously so different to just a traditional pr agency so i think we kind of do it all you know we're marketing we're digital agency at any given time we're copywriters you name it so i don't think yeah i don't even think pr agency really describes what we do anymore thus consultancy and the like right okay that makes
0: sense yeah Beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) Talk us through um, how you landed in PR. What did you study or first jobs?
2: Yes, to be candid, I kind of landed in PR by accident. So I went went to Sydney Uni. I studied media and, and comms. And I was in kind of a cohort of, a, of 100 very talented writers that were all dead set on on being journalists. So for me, I kind of, that became my dream as well. And, you know, we talked about we'd go out to the regional centres and really learn um, our, our trade and, and come back and all, all of that. And funny, when, when I had to look for an internship, I ended up in a PR agency and I was there for kind of three months. And that's when I went, you know wow I, I love this and it's funny because i ended up on the other side of the fence The the dark side i think there's probably two percent of my course that <laughs> ended up in, in pr and um many of them have become really successful um journalists so it's been really fun to watch their journeys from from the other side mm. um and also call in a few favors occasionally yeah
0: yeah <laughs> no lazy
2: pictures from me these are my friends on the other side yes. <laughs>
1: So what made you want to start your own company and when did you realise it was more than just a dream you could actually make it happen?
2: Um, So I'd worked in an agency for kind of seven, eight years and I loved the beauty side of the business. So probably for the last four years there, I was working predominantly on beauty accounts and... It was like a passion. I just loved the beauty space. And it's funny because at the time, I actually wasn't even sure there was room for for another agency in the market. At that time, there was really iconic agencies with founders that I really respected and still do. You know, these were these were women that I'd looked at for, for 10, 12 years and thought, wow, you know, you're really kicking goals in this space and they were really established. And so as I said, yeah, I wasn't even sure there, were, there was room in the market, but I thought I loved this beauty space and I actually think there could be room for an agency that really specialises in beauty so obviously took took the leap and it's funny because at the time my first client actually ended up a hospitality client it was a restaurant and that started a really nice lifestyle arm of the business and it's funny as word kind of spread and I have to really thank the industry for that because it was the beauty editors that really got behind me and actually told brands that I've gone out on on my own so it, I mean, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. That people actually went out of their way to help support the business because without them, I wouldn't have got. A, I really don't think I would have got those first beauty clients that really made made the business. You know, when when these beauty editors were behind me and supporting me, I was honestly a one man band at a hot desk. You know, sitting in the city thinking, what the hell have I, what the hell yeah. have I done? That's what helped build the business. My first beauty client was O Cosmetics. It's a it's a skincare brand and a client we still work with today. Four years later. For me, that was a real pinch myself at and, and probably when I thought, okay, maybe I can build this this beauty PR agency yeah. shortly after that Revlon called and I think I nearly fell off my chair Which is <laughs> massive. at the time. And again, we still work with them today and for me, I mean, that's still... It's, career highlight yeah. you know no question and I also think back and the the in-house PR at the time and also the marketing director who's still there in the business Caitlin the fact they put that trust in me four years ago I mean yeah incredible so yeah. career highlight
0: amazing I have heard that um, the beauty editor scene are quite generous as opposed to some other Scenes in the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, a lot of people think PR is all glamour, uh, but obviously, starting a business takes some work. We wanted to know about the hard slog. Talk us through how you actually got it off the ground. Did you set goals? Did you write a literal checklist? What was it? Do you know I'd love to sit
2: here and say I did all of those things. But as I said, it was really, I mean, I was at a hot desk, you know, and and you kind of just make it work and you survive. And I think I still have that mentality. You know, when I walk into the office every day and I look at the the logo on the door, the nicely placed purple decal, I really pinch myself and go, "Okay, wow, let's do this for another day and let's, you you know, make it work and and, and kind of survive another day. And because the industry does change so swiftly, it is like that. So, Mm. yes, it is hard work um can I have a plan it's really hard to you can have a plan per client what you want to achieve for that client what goals you you know you want to want to kick for each particular client but as a business it's really hard to have a a plan I think the plan is to be nimble and flexible and adapt how we work because as you know I said before PR agencies the traditional format doesn't exist in the Mm. same way so I think the plan is to be nimble
0: (laughs) yes Uh, to what's that saying to roll with the punches. Literally. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, When you first started, we imagine, you know, you would have been either given advice from people you didn't ask for advice from or, you know, were given advice that may or may not have been helpful rather, Um, or you maybe were asking for advice from people in the industry. What's the best piece of career advice you've received so far and the worst? Do you know what?
2: I think the best operators I've seen in the market, and whether that's as PRs or or outside of that, are people that don't burn bridges. And I think the nature of my job is there's so many different, I would say, very solvable problems in a day. But it's very easy to to blow that out and you know, have an argument about a decal not being the right size or whatever it might be, an aspect of an event you're not happy with. And I think the nature of that is then there's aggravation and you're burning bridges along the way. So really try to live by not, you know. These are solvable problems. Let's work together, let's fix them, let's get the best outcome. And that's come from watching other um, people I admire like work. You know, they leave a trail behind them of people that are happy and say wow, that person's really amazing um, to work with. So that's not necessarily advice I've been given, but watching you know my peers in, in the industry that operate like that, I think, cause then they're the ones that others are saying, they're really great to work with mm. and they're recommended along the way. So I think that's important. I think also learning that you don't have to be a hard-ass to be a, a good boss. And that was a really big one for me and it's funny because I used to think of it as a real weakness I think I do have a softness and and an, and an empathy and you know mm-hmm. I really care about the team and whether they're happy professionally whether they're happy personally if they have a personal loss or, or, or whatever else you know I feel it with them and I definitely used to look at that as a weakness and think okay well I need to be harder maybe I need to be firmer and it was actually Marie who's the founder of O Cosmetics who, who we work for that kind of taught me that that was okay you know you for me it's really important that you know the team do see their family that they they go home and see their partners if they've got a Pilates class that they make it because I think all of those things when you can't have that create such unnecessary stress you know you're already Mm. trying to deliver in what is a pressure cooker environment you know we understand the importance of 250%. I think like no other industry, you know, you're you're the face of brands, you're their voice. So um, it's already a really tough environment. So then if you're also having to say to your to your partner, oh, okay, I'm not going to be home until 10 o'clock every night of the week, don't get me wrong, there's nights we have to do that, then you cause unnecessary stress for them. And I think at the end of the day, for me, it's always been 24-7 and it always will be. That's something I learned, that you don't have to be, I guess, what's another word, yeah, a bit hard-ass boss yeah, to yeah. do for to get good results, but
0: that took a lot of learning. Yeah, that's a big one though. You don't want to um, invoke a culture of resentment. Exactly. You need to be a good boss. It starts at the top.
1: Hell yeah!
0: Mercy <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't. Instead re- knocking back. Yes. <laughs> <through day. laughs> uh, have you? Speaking of good, good at the top. Have you got a mentor? Or what do you do or your thoughts on female empowerment in the workplace, teamwork and office culture?
2: Yeah, touching on a mentor, running a small business can be really, really isolating because often day in, day out, you're making really quick calls and and in isolation, you know, there's not time to ask X or X, there's not a chain of command as such, you're making those calls and decisions. And back to being soft. When you have to make hard calls, you know you do have to be able to. But internal wise, I think that then kind of makes you really absorb that from other other people. And funnily enough, it's it's often come from clients, which I mean I laugh because they're engaging for a service and our expertise as an agency. We work really closely with the brands, um, you know, on our books. You become very much part of the family and and by that you're then working really closely with what are really senior and experienced individuals within, you know, these businesses. So by way of that, they do become your mentors and you learn from them, you know, day in, day out. I mean, I sit at Revlon and listen to the marketing team speak and what they know about the beauty industry and their insights and what they roll out marketing-wise mean you just sit there you know in
1: awe so do you have okay so let's let's talk about kind of like job interviews and going back to sort of teamwork and off and like workplace culture when you're in the recruitment process trying to find the right person that fits in with your culture and your team do you have a blanket hiring question during job interviews or what do you look for as a boss? As a, you know, the owner of your own small business, is it something particular that you look for?
2: I think, look, having spent kind of 12 years in the industry, one thing I have learned is that you need to really, really want it. It's hard work. It's long hours. If you listen to, to anyone in my position in agency, they would sit here and, you know, say the same thing. I think it's it's common knowledge in, in our spaces that it's hard work, but from the outside it can look very glamorous and are we afforded incredible opportunities to work on events that you just stand back and think, I can't believe I'm working on this. Absolutely. But to get there before you get that moment of wow... It's long hours and, you know, hard work. And as we said before, everything under the sun that possibly could have gone wrong might have. And, you, you know, you've kind of project managed each individual thing to fix it along the way. So to get to that wow moment is, you know, intensive. So I think when you're interviewing, you have to look for people that really want it. They maybe not understand that yet, but you see a kind of certain drive and, and mentality where you know they're going to, to make it. So... Yeah, they've got to be a good fit from 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 that side of mm. things. And a, a, I think you've got to be quite positive and a, a doer. We can get this done. We can yeah. fix this. It's going to be okay because the second you start to slide down and when you're working on a huge event or whatever it might be, even, a, you know, a great press kit going out the door and you start to go, okay, this isn't going to work, oh, this is going wrong, it, it, then you don't survive. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it all comes
1: crashing mm. down, so. That's so true. You
0: can't have that. No. Um. Speaking of challenges and rolling with the punches, what is the biggest work challenge you've faced so far? Um,
1: oh, yeah, I heard this. This was on this other yes. podcast I was listening to. The woman was asked this and she was like, well, it comes down to I don't run a business, the business runs me. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a day where you had to take a walk or, you know, scull a skull glass of wine or something? Like we're doing now. Right yes. now. <laughs> to deal with
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that well, the reality of what we do is it's very detail-oriented. So you're looking at every last detail. And I think that comes down to the fact that every time I open my mouth, every time I make a phone call, every time I send a package out the door, it actually, whilst it has my name on it, yes, and the, the company's name on it, it, it's someone else's voice, it's someone else's message. And I take that really, really seriously. If you get lax about about that and the bow's not quite right, or the decal's stuck on, you know, not quite centred, or whatever it might be. I know that all sounds trivial, obviously, it's much wider than that, but, you know, a spelling mistake in a press release. If you do not focus on the details, you're taking the liberty of speaking for someone else's brand in a fashion that isn't perfect, mm-hmm. and it has to be. And I think when you operate like that, it's really intensive and the trivial things do become, they're huge in... in impactful
1: in, to, yeah...
2: Absolutely, and that's something I, I try and um, make sure the team are across as, as well. That you know, like I said, every time you open your mouth or, or send out a package, it's it's not our voice; it's the voice of someone else that's entrusting us to make sure that message is on brand for them. A
1: small, yeah, like a small, like doing the smallest tiny thing wrong or being lazy can have a world.
0: Yeah, of, domino effect. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So has there come a time um, in the last four years or so that that there's been a little mess up and
1: how did you get over it i'm sure it has it's probably been a lot <laughs> or been a day where you've just been like fuck this uh,
2: i think when you're a perfection and that's probably what i'm saying is one of the biggest yes. challenges is when you're a perfectionist and you actually want to watch every package go out the door um, it becomes a challenge because I work on such a level of, of high detail. Mm. It's a challenge. to I, I don't think I'll ever change,
1: to be honest. No, I think you need, a, I think you need to cut yourself some slack. Yes. Because you're a full-on lady boss and you're killing it. And I don't want to say this because it's so lame and, like, very anti-feminist, but for your age, I don't know, I no, think yes, I, I definitely look up to you and everything that you've done I think, like, yes... You have to be a perfectionist to be successful to some degree, but you also need to cut yourself some, some slack because yeah. you're doing a really fucking good job. You're
0: own, your, your own worst enemy. Yes, that <laughs> often. <laughs> often. <laughs> often. <laughs> I think I dream
2: about skew with bows on press kids And, yeah. <laughs> and By the like, time it
1: gets yeah. to me, I wouldn't blame you. I'd blame the courier, so don't yeah, worry. Yeah, the courier did it. You'd be like, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Um, Well, what about the best day at work? What excites you and maybe gives you energy for this kind of job?
2: It's the wins. As I said, you know, working on an event, yes, there might be a lot of steps to get to to that win. Day to day... Every piece of coverage for me is a win. You know, you get a great, great article in a newspaper, something online, an Instagram post, and you know I'm up out of my chair cheering still. And I think also the reverse of that is if you ever lose that as a as a publicist, you're in trouble. You don't mm. love what you do because every one of those little wins or, or big wins, you know, every day that where there is a win. It, it, a great day and I think that's kind of the highlight of the job those wins and then the client response to those wins you know and often when you're working with smaller brands and startups this is make or break you know they will call you and they'll say oh my god I've sold out of x or I've moved this many units and again they're goosebumps moments I sit at my desk and I'm I'm clapping with them because you become part of their brands you're on the journey with them and then to get the win and, and really feel that with them I mean there's nothing um like it
0: yeah
1: that's it's good. Nice. Really nice. That would be nice. Yeah. All right. Let's take it to a different route. 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 Let's take it down a different path. Path. Um, okay. I want to know your average day. So talk us through like what you do as soon as you wake up. Um, what your morning routine is. What you eat for breakfast. What you do before work. How much time it takes to get ready. Um, meetings, emails, etc. <laughs> Hit us. You can remind
2: me along the way. Yes, though. I yes. will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, whilst yes, yes. I eat more bread. Um, so, okay, the morning. I set my alarm for about six six thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, I'm not a great morning person. That I can admit faults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. I'm um because I'm a night owl. So I'm forced to be a morning person mm. for work, but. I'm definitely a night owl, so I kind of do really burn the, is it burn the candle? Candle yeah, at ends both ends, the, yeah. That's what
1: my mum says I do, but we're partying, not working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: yes, different. What kind of partying with my laptop, you know.
0: <laughs> The music's on.
2: <laughs> Last night, the first episode
1: of um, Younger, watched was
2: involved in
0: watched this it. couch party with my laptop. Mm.
2: Love it. How good that? Love
1: Love it. Um, so you wake up at 6 630? Yes. so what
2: do you do? Are you having a lemon water or what? Do you know what? I've recently rediscovered, not recently, about a year ago, I rediscovered um, personal training. And again, for me, not a morning person, but I now try and do that a couple of days a week for mm-hmm. the work-life balance. That's yeah, good. <laughs> that Look, the first thing I do when I open my eyes, to be honest, it's, uh, and this is not healthy, it's go on my email to see what's happened overnight. We have clients in all different markets. So quick scan to, to, to make sure there's nothing really urgent to uh, You know, address it at that time or get into the office for, then it's either yeah, personal training or maybe a, an early breakfast with with a journalist. Oh, yeah. A bit of bills is always... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crown Street, <we laughs> Escape Holt Street for a bit of bills. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, and then, yeah, straight into the office. No two days in the office are the same, mm-hmm. again it's just pretty standard i think yeah for, for pr and when you're working on so many different brands with different requirements you know there's events some days and then there's um, you know you'll have an event every day for a week and then yeah. some weeks without one and so that all just depends on on the,
1: on the, on the day yeah. what yeah. about your beauty routine how long does it take you to get ready in the morning
2: okay so again do i need to list this as a fault though <laughs>
1: Oh. I think no, no, <laughs> no.
2: Beauty PR, I take it very seriously. you
1: also your face and hair and everything, like always you're always magnet, but you are like you you're selling this, so you have to look your best, mm. right? As dumb and cliche as it sounds.
2: I really can't leave the house without a full face of makeup and and, and, and a tan. if I honestly, if I wear a ponytail, I sit at my desk. I don't think I've I ever think seen you in a ponytail. I would not be happy with this look. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think I've ever seen you without a full-on blow dryer, like stunning hair. Uh,
2: um, well, I'm lucky as well. We obviously work with so many incredible brands in the space that it's, you know, at my yeah. um, at my fingertips. But, yeah, look, I definitely – if I would leave the house in all sorts um, from a, I guess you'd say, grooming perspective, then my day feels in all sorts. Mm. It, it's funny. Some people have different routines. It's the kind of their – that sets them up for the day. I'd say it's kind of mine, and that's good because
0: I'm a beauty PR. I need to yeah. love all of that. Yeah, you know that? yeah. Getting it together from the morning. Um, let's talk about work-life balance. What do you do to unwind, if ever? <laughs> Drink.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this.
2: Yes, out of plastic cups. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's chic. It's the new thing. Lucky this is audio. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: well, to be honest, my personal training that I was talking mm. about adopting in, in the morning kind of against my will <laughs> has become a way of unwinding, except it's in the morning. But Jono, who I train with, he's actually, he's an influencer. So we actually talk work a lot of the time and bounce ideas off each other. And he tells me about what events he's going to for the week and all of that. So that's actually, that's probably like my unwind... Therapeutic. Yes. yes. Even though it's still business chit chat. And then I feel good that I've done a bit of exercise. Yeah. Or, um, also I like to cook actually as well. I don't get the Aww. opportunity often, but I'm a bit of a secret foodie, and I usually spend Sunday, which is on the list of questions. Yes. <laughs> mm. Sunday cooking. Okay. So,
1: what's the rest of your Sunday look like?
2: Do you know, what? I'm such. I'm very traditional with my Sunday. I, love I that. get up. I get all of the newspapers and I read them and every insert, cover to cover. You, I can't. That's my Sunday
0: ritual with a coffee.
1: Oh, beautiful! beautiful.
0: That's really nice. Oh. So you started. You've Another read.
1: Sweet and rose.
0: So you started with your papers. You've read
2: those. Yes. Sorry, I cut Papers, you off. cover to cover, um, and my inserts. Um, then I pulled out all the recipes from the uh, inserts that, of the things that I'd like to cook. They all go into a uh, oh, book, beautiful. into a, a traditional plastic sleeve situation. Yes, I have one of those. <laughs> That's good. And then I probably cook one of those in a month because... <laughs> You're so busy. <laughs> um, I'll cook them all when I retire. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But um, then Sunday, just different. I'll go for a walk. um, Often, to be honest, I'll I'll do some work and kind of get a head start on, on on the week if there's anything kind of particularly admin um, that needs to be done. Um, family lunch or dinner often, and then yeah, the week starts again.
0: Mm. How do you a self- face mask, mask too? Oh, <gasps> That's crucial. There we go. This goes into she the next question. <laughs> How do you self care? Face masks? Definitely. Do you re- are you in the mood of really unwinding on a Sunday night or is that kind of you getting getting ready for the week ahead do you have baths or Uh,
2: often I so often I'll cook on a Sunday night so I might make something for the week or or whatever else I find that therapeutic and then again it'll be doing some emails and just making sure Mm. the inbox is in in order or whatever else ahead so it's kind of a fusion yeah I would rarely go out on a Sunday night though I like to be home and pottering.
0: Yeah, pottering's the
2: right word. Because
0: then Sunday. come Monday you feel like you've slowed down a little bit. Like you were at home yes. for a period of time. Mm. I'm
1: a real homebody actually. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Me too. I can't. I never do Sunday nights. Can't be, no.
0: no. No
1: way. Um okay, let's go back to midweek though. What's a midweek lunch look like? So I have definitely
2: done the whole street round. <laughs> 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 I have tried everything along this street. <laughs> Do we talk about you like you're just here too, or do we pretend that? No, you're, I'm here. We're in the no, same no no, 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 like that. You work for the insol just here, or we, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Matt and I are in the same street. <laughs> handy, yes. it's, it is handy.
2: <laughs> so we have both um, trolled and swapped notes on the Holt street. Yeah, yes. I discovered the pokeball, which I overdid for about. Well, that's
1: four what weeks. happens. She put up a photo and I was like, what is this and where would you get it? And she was like, "Holt Street." And I was like, what? Where, where is this? Are? I've never seen it. I was like, I've been here for a year. You just moved in. Like, what? Do
2: you know what's funny, though? You often see um, Ash Austin as well the other day was trawling down here at 3 o'clock alongside me. Oh. 3 o'clock on Holt Street and you're done. No. There's the old sushi roll that's been there since 10am next door. Salmon often.
1: <laughs> nah.
2: Not risky. Um, yeah. Nothing. Um, so... Look, I'll always – generally because my morning will start not in the office. It's at a breakfast or a meeting or something. I rarely have the opportunity to kind of bring my lunch, which I'd love to do, just a nice clean salad. Mm. Um, But, no, I'm usually buying something (laughs) along this
1: this So so it's usually just a salad or whatever you can get your hands on, really? Yes, whatever's left
2: at 3 o'clock.
1: And then what about a midweek dinner?
2: Um, So, like I said, I'll often cook on a Sunday and kind of – freeze off whatever it might be yeah. soup or, or whatever else something easy because I get home late mm. um, but often'm I'm, I'm out as well so if I'm mm-hmm. home it's something kind of green and clean because you would know when you're out you do or, or, or at events whatever else you just don't have um, the option of, of really selecting what it is you, mm. you want to be eating so I take when I'm home I make sure it, it's green and clean because otherwise you're out eating and drinking whatever's you know there
0: literally that's good mm-hmm. I mean but obviously the novelty wears off
2: yeah. After a while. You've yeah. done a lot more than
1: that than me. so
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Talking about the hard slog, you're always in heels. And today we spoke about um, you've bumped yourself but you're still in heels.
2: Okay, are I'm these, always on heels in, on Instagram.
1: <laughs> um, are these like little lubes? What are these? They're yeah. so beautiful.
2: They're actually surprisingly comfortable They're too. little white so Louboutins
1: with – are they studs or diamantes? Or diamonds? Studs. Show us. Oh, oh sleep love sling them. Bat. Yeah, they're cute. Yes, these
2: are especially on for you. <laughs>
1: oh, I well, no, Mads, you're always in heels. <laughs> um, they're obviously part of your work uniform. But do you have like a work uniform that you put like curate? the job
2: yeah, and I think it's funny because going back to, for me, beauty is really, really important. Having the right products, trying all the right products, mm. having an understanding of it. You know, my self-care is to go to um, Raw for, for a good blow-dry. With, mm. I'm, I'm lucky enough sometimes to get Anthony and he does the ultimate <laughs> blow-dry without question. Um, so for me, fashion—we don't look after fashion brands. So I think I need to look smart, but that's probably not my love and and my passion. It's more the beauty side of things. So for me, it's just yet yeah, to look smart. So it's often a short blazer and a tee, or a, it's problematic going into winter. Switch that no. to a to a leather pant, perhaps. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, pretty standard. Like I've got a good um, stable of blazers, and it's a blazer, t-shirt, shirt, blazer kind yeah. of combo out the door, yeah.
0: and a
1: heel. Yeah, of you course should. a heel. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's always a. Good combo yeah smart and clean Even and, simple. and yeah mm. easy
1: um okay obviously you do a lot of events so what do you have a secret for hosting a good party mm-hmm. or a good event
2: do you know what it's I think it's quite basic I think you have to have really good food and beverage mm-hmm. if people are hungry or the food's not quite right or you know the I think it's good. Food and beverage making mm. a, a good function. It all starts from there. Um, venue. I mean, it depends if you're talking personally or work-wise. But I think um, venue and location is always really important. I just go back to okay, at this point of time, at in this day, where would I want to be? Where would I not want to have to travel to? What would I not want to have to do to get to an event? And if you kind of follow that, you can kind of work back from from there. So I think location and and you know ease of getting there and how it fits into the day. Um, and also then, yeah, food and beverage mm. and making sure people aren't starving or, or eating something at an odd time of day, you know, sweets for, for breakfast or whatever else because I, I sit back and it's common sense. I would want a fruit salad and a muesli bowl or yes. some avocado on toast. I don't yeah. want to be eating, you know, this. Yep. So I think it's, it's often common sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Think about your guest. Mm-hmm. We love food. What are your... <laughs> As we eat our... Um... yeah. Thank you. Is Salami it? spread. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful cheeses. yum.
1: At, like you've done, you've outdone yourself on the PR front. Is it <laughs> wino or porteño or both? Well, same thing. Both. So yeah. it's
2: the little, I think, I guess, little sister of um, porteño. Oh, so
1: good. Mm. Okay, on the work front,
0: what are your uh, tricks for staying organised? Do you have tricks?
2: Can I
0: write notes? (laughs) (laughs) Writing
1: notes is one. (laughs) Write it all down.
2: Do you know what? I'd like to say I'm really organised. I religiously use the calendar in my Outlook. Mm. So everything goes in that calendar and then that kind of keeps me Mm. organised. Um, In the office we have all kinds of uh, tools that we use and new digital programs and apps and, and, you know, I'm getting on board Old the <laughs>
0: new
2: tricks. Uh, um, so, yeah, look, I'm adapting how I stay organised, but I always go back to my old Outlook calendar because it keeps me, in, keeps me in line. Yeah, I yes. do that if it works. Thank
0: you for the 15-minute reminders. Mm. Yes. Didn't know I had to be don't there. Don't ever
2: switch them off, though, without a re-reminder because then you don't oh. do whatever it is. Oh, no.
1: Seriously. Uh, um, what about tricks for staying motivated?
2: Do you know what? It's actually really easy to stay um, motivated with what I do because watching—it's more so watching the team succeed and kick goals. And as the team grew and and that you know they work on their own accounts, it really. Of course, with account direction and all of that, but watching them work, kick goals, deliver, that's what keeps you motivated. Because you've got this staff that you just sit and look at and think, wow, you know, you're incredible. You know, we had an event during the week and it was one of those moments. I was kind of watching them them work and I went, wow, you know, incredible. So that keeps me um, motivated. Um, And like I said, the wins. You know, you've yeah. got those daily reminders that what you're doing is actually um, making a, a difference for the brands, you know, you're working with. So there's nothing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Gets okay. you out of bed in in the morning and then some, even for a non-morning person. Yeah.
0: person. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a, you mentioned apps. And things that the girls are getting you on board for. But do you have a productivity... Yes, they schedule me in for lessons. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so That's in your Outlook calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Teach, Mazzy, XYZ.
1: Uh, (laughs) at training. Convince
0: her for new software. Um, Do you have a productivity hack?
2: Do you know what? No, I do.
0: Just getting it done.
2: I think so often it's how do we do this what's the best way right. of doing this yeah. let's, let's put it in the corner and all look at it until um we you figure, know, we it, figure out. it out
0: yeah it,
2: it, the more you can and there is obviously things that that does not apply to don't get me wrong but the more you can just get it done and move on to the next i think that's what keeps the the wheels turning yeah mm. and especially the pace of agency you know you're working on all sorts of different projects at any given time so it, it yeah you've got to keep it moving
0: mm. yeah there's no time to fluff
1: no, nah, do not yeah. overthink it.
0: But with, um, with a perfectionist. <laughs> yes, end. sorry. That's where we'll catch you out on the bows. <laughs> Don't be sending substandard work out the door. <laughs> you need to stick that to like your courier oh bin. Yes. Don't send substandard stuff. <laughs> Straighten
1: this bow before you drop off. Amazing. Well, Mazzy, that's it. That's that it. it. Do you you wanna, is there anything you want to add that we didn't cover? No, I think very thorough questioning. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks.